What's up, guys? The Vinny Rock Podcast. Before we get started and tell you who my next guest is, uh, let me just go over some some fucking uh, 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 fuck. What are they called? Sponsors. See, here's what happens, bro. We're drinking this. So let me just tell you, my guest is Jack, right? Also known as, well known as the Buffalo Hunter, correct? Right. Yeah, you, I mean, you, it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Right, dude. You know what's funny? It's unavoidable. You're, you're in point. my phone as Buffalo Hunter. Really? Yeah, and that's the fucked up thing because I'll be like, I, I, I'm like, right, I gotta hit up Jack, and I put Jack. I'm like, and then you're like, what the fuck, Jack Mandeville? Dude, don't tell me I didn't put it in his number. Uh, yeah, well, dude, I'm like Jack Mandeville. I'm like, where the fuck's Jack? And I'm like, not him. Buffalo Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Doug. So obviously that's my fucking guest. I have the Buffalo Hunter here. I got Jack. Your last name is uh, pronounced Murillo. 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 Yeah, it's a Spanish name. I've been the whole, I'm an idiot, dude. I can't <laughs> believe I fucked dude, that up. Dude, it's got the two L's. I know, but you know what? I just fuck. No, it's it's okay. Honestly, I'm used to it because most people. Uh, when they when they read my name, they're always like, uh, Murillo, Murillo. So I just tell them Murillo because, you know, I don't yeah. want to confuse anybody. So it's Murillo. It's Murillo. Oh, that's dope, dude. Yeah. La that's Familia fun. Murillo. There you go. So I love it. I love it. So <laughs> hey, let's go over some of the some of the podcasts. Let's see. Uh, so I did two. I'm trying not to do so much fucking like sponsorship fucking shit. As it is what as, it is. It is. It pays the bills. Yeah, exactly. It, it keeps the lights on. But I also don't want to fucking bore the crowd with just ladies and gentlemen, check it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, anybody who listens to podcasts they fucking knows that know. sponsors, it's just part, it's it's part baked of the, into fucking, the cake. It's, it's part of the it, thing. It, it's baked into the fucking it's cake. It's baked into the fucking cake. There dude. you go. So, so yeah, first of all, I'm going to talk about um, dog tag decals. If you guys, obviously, they're one of my sponsors. I don't have a lot of sponsors because uh, I fucking suck. Because the fact that I don't do it every fucking Friday, people are like, eh, you got to be more consistent with your shit. I'm like, nah, I don't fucking have to. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Dog tag decals, they stuck with me, and I fucking love them for that. Uh, I'm kind of an asshole when it comes to this shit because I'm trying to do it right. But at the same time, uh, I don't have a lot of time to like really focus on these fucking sponsorships, and I feel bad about that. Here's the facts. Dog tag decals, they fucking make stickers. They've made me some stickers, and I fucking like the stickers. They fucking work. They goddamn stick. Stickers, that's, right? they stick. That stick. How many stickers companies, that stick? How many, Dude, that's a fucking good slogan that, right there. That's a fucking great slogan. Dog tag decals, stickers that stick. Check them out. You can go to dogtagdecals.com. Use Vinny Rock uh, promo code or don't. I don't give a fuck, right? But if you do <laughs> use it, it's 10% off and that's good shit, right? You save, it's good shit. You save taxes or shipping or some shit. Yeah. Dog tag decals. Check them out if you guys are starting a business, if you guys just want fucking some cool ass stickers. Hit them up. Check them out. The other one is Willie Peach Chocolate. Big fan. Big buddy of mine. It's a, it's a homie. Me, huh? Willie Pete, really? Willie what, does Pete's it chocolates. Burn, does it burn your tongue off? Willie Pete's chocolates, he fucking no shit makes chocolates from his fucking house, dog. He's got, he's got a, a, a farm. I said this last podcast. He had a farm. No, he has a fucking garden. He grows all these different fucking chili peppers. I'm fucking jalapenos, fucking habaneros. All the fucking chili peppers you need. So it does burn. Dude, it depends on which one. It's, so it it's depends, hot It depends on which one you're, you're eating. Oh my god. He gosh. has different Scoville units. He says hot, mild. You know what I mean? And dude, it's dope. That's an Aztec saying, My kids like the one that has, my, it, it's like a s'more. So that's the one my kids like. Mm -hmm. And then I like one with a little bit of jalapenos in it, right? So there's different ones, dude. There's ones made with black rival coffee. Yeah. What? There's ones made with fucking, uh, um, what is it? Bacon. There's ones made with fucking chips. Dog, Willie Pete's chocolate. You guys got to go check him out. Motherfucker's the man. Some of the best chocolate you'll ever have. Veteran owned and operated. And Gotta the dude that. does it from his fucking house, bro. What, how more? It's organic. I don't know if it's organic. I'm gonna say <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter, but I'm gonna say it's organic because the motherfucker makes it with his damn yeah. hands. Either way, those are my sponsors, obviously, and also Lead Slinger's whiskey, which I'm trying to get in Cal. It's in California. I'm trying to get in Utah because that's where I live. Oh, okay. All right. So I was like Utah. Yeah, dude. Well, very. Strict. You sure the uh, population is gonna go for that? Yeah, they're gonna have to. They're gonna fucking have to because we're gonna fucking I mean, bring it. I'm, there. Not, I'm not. I'm not too spun up on the rules and regulations of. You know, so it's funny in Utah, you're not allowed to have more than a shot and a half at your table at once for each individual. Okay, so you can't have a double. You can you're, you can never go there. Like, Let me get a Jack Jack and Coke double. Nope, they won't do it. Just single. Yeah, so you're drinking more fucking Coke all goddamn night, and you're yeah. fucking. So anybody eating. listening who's LDS who became offended by my comment, it is justified by the fact that there are in <laughs> fact rules and regulations for how much you can drink at any given time I, I don't in think, an actual establishment. It's it's different. Yeah, it's different. We went to we, me and my wife. We went to fucking. I love back, Mormons. We went back to Texas. They're so nice. 
<laughs> Sorry, hey, they are nice. They're, they're really nice. No one they're great people. Yeah. I feel it. But it's funny. We went to Texas and we fucking ordered a fucking Jack and Coke. Or, or excuse me, we drink um, Crown of Coke when there's not less than just Coke. That's just what the fucking, I don't know, that's what we do. Puerto Ricans, I don't know. I don't know. Dude, I took one sip and I'm like, oh shit, we're not in Utah anymore. Because <laughs> it's a no shit double. I mean, it's a double with like the extra at the end of it. So you had that fucking, dude, Come you don't taste us. that. I feel like I'm drinking a fucking Diet Coke in fucking in Utah. Yeah. And here you're like in Texas, you're like, holy fuck, that's a straight double. Dude. Well, that's Texas for you. That's Texas for you. That is Texas. Exactly. Uh, there's another sponsor I'm gonna talk about, but you know what? Fuck it. Let's yeah. move on. Move forward. I got Jack here. Jack Morillo. That's me. <laughs> or Murillo for or you know, other people who aren't exactly ethnically inclined. Yeah. yeah. Murillo, Murillo. Who, who, who can't roll the R's? Yeah, you know, you know, not, my roommate actually can't roll his R's. Really? Yeah. He's fucking hundred percent hundred percent Mexican. Raised in a Spanish-speaking household, he can't roll his R's. It, dude, you know, it's funny. I actually so learned in high thing. school. I, I think I learned in high school how to, how to roll my R's, honestly. Because, like, you start taking the classes more. My family, both my parents speak fluent Spanish. Mm. Uh, they spoke to my brother and my sister in Spanish. But when it came to us, the two twins, the little ones, mm. they didn't. By then, they've been here already cultured in America, fucking doing their thing. My mom used to have an accent where she said chair, and now she actually says chair. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, she, so she, we're talking about the artist, right? Uh, share. No, 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 my, chair. An actual oh, chair, chair, as in yeah. like to to divide up a, a portion to, amongst people. To sit down. Oh, like a chair. A oh, chair. Okay. I was like, I was really confused. No, by she that, used to say share, and then it was like, no, it's a chair. Oh, okay, and she also used to say Pexi. Mijo, siéntate away. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pexi? Like, no, mom, it's a, it's, a, it's a Pepsi, please. Get a spray. You know, get it. Get it. It's in Sprite. <laughs> but yeah, dude, so it's funny. So by the time it came to me, we didn't speak fluent Spanish. And so I'm learning as much Spanish as I can as I go. Right. When I was younger, I believe I understood Spanish more. Then I just kind of got integrated completely. They call me a coconut, right? I, I, dude, I'm such a coconut. Yeah. I grew up in a pretty Mexican household with pretty Mexican uh, extended family on one side. And my parents spoke fluent Spanish. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that earlier on in their marriage, they decided, hey, Spanish is going to be our secret code for anything we don't want our kids <laughs> That's to know. That's what we're mad. So, yeah. So, th they would speak Spanish and we had no idea. And they wouldn't bother teaching us. Yeah. So, I'm pretty sure that was just their way of being like, hey, can you get this fucking puto out of here? You know like, what's hey, funny? Like, I'm, I've had a long day. Get so, the puto out of here. <laughs> obviously, obviously, just being 36 and being around in my life, I, I can speak decent here and there. Right? I can get yeah. by. My wife can get by. Mm. So, in our house, sometimes, we're throwing Spanish at each other. Yeah. For the hey, you know, practice makes yeah. perfect. If yeah, you're going like, to learn, you yeah, might as well practice. Yeah, we're going to be like, hey, we, these kids need to go to sleep so we can go fucking have a couple drinks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you, you know what I mean? But it's in Spanish, right? Broken as fuck Spanish, but enough that we both get it. Yeah, you see the words and you form the sentence yeah. in your head. It's our you're own like, version okay, of pig right. Latin, right? Yeah, exactly. Total pig <laughs> Latin. It's like a myth, a myth, a drink of the, yeah. Spiggity, spabity, hoobity, bibity. Send the kids to bed. Let's go fucking drink. We usually do karaoke on Friday nights. At home? Just at home? Fuck. No, no, no. We go to a little bar. Oh, it's a I small was like, little dude. bar. <laughs> Kids go to sleep. We're going to be fucking getting down down here. Turn the disco ball on, mom. To fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> no, we have a small little bar down there in fucking, uh, it's in Draper, uh, Utah, which is just outside of Salt Lake City. And it's like this small little fucking dive bar that has karaoke on Friday nights. That's dope. And we, we try to do that as much as we can. Like my oldest daughter, she's 15, so she babysits. But like, hey, you got the kids. I got the fucking cameras <laughs> and the alarms. We're going to go fucking do our thing. You know what I mean? We'll Uber in, fucking drink, and fucking sing all night. I do. She just, like, watches. And then we fucking Uber <laughs> home. Hey, whatever works. It, right. Wait, so do you have the the little um, got the little home safety cameras that are oh, dog. on the knob? Everything. You have it all? Everything. I, I can see everything my door. You, you Dude, push my fucking... Some of the videos? You push my doorknob, and I fucking know you're there. You walk by, and my camera's activated. If my kids want to fucking FaceTime me through the cameras, they push it, and it'll fucking call me. Dude, where is my fucking app? But yeah, dude, that's what... that's For me, it's, it's that safety of fucking knowing that I can see what's going down if... For any other reasons, like I've saw my, my daughter had her feet on the couch. I'm like, get your feet off the couch. She's like, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even find it right now. But yeah, dude, good. yeah, it's it's a cool little system. Yeah. But it's it's the the comfort of who comes to the door and you can see from your phone before you even get out of bed. Yeah, exactly. So I I travel quite a bit. So we had a neighbor come to the door late at night because my kids left the garage door open, mm -hmm. and he fucking rings the doorbell at 11:30. More, I was like, who was that? I was like, I'm already looking on my phone in California. I'm already looking on my phone. Like, who the fuck is that? I'm like, hey, how can I help you? I can push a p button. And it talks to the dude. Dude's like, oh shit. He goes, Damn. hey man, your garage door, just letting you know. I'm like, yeah. thanks, bro. I appreciate it. Told my wife, like, go don't shoot, don't shoot. Yeah, go, <laughs> go close the garage. Yeah, because I'm the one dude with tattoos. Yeah, there. exactly. They thought like I was moving in. No, they thought I was the moving company and I was moving someone else in. 
I just never left. And they were like, oh, fuck. I thought they were going to call the cops. <laughs> Six months into it, like, there's got to be something wrong. Oh, goodness. We're going to have a Mexican <laughs> in the neighborhood. He's got tattoos on his hands. Oh, man. It's going to be a it was, it, was, it was definitely a culture shock. <laughs> well, dude, let me, let, me, let me introduce you to the fucking people that listen to my show. Like I said, I told okay. Jeff, like, it's one person, my mom, and she listens to it. And so, right. Hey, mom. Av- avid listener. Mom, Alice, uh, I love you, mom. Um, you had she, a good kid. <laughs> ah, she, Might have been an asshole growing she, yeah, up, but he she turned wouldn't out agree all right. with that comment. He turned out all right, you yeah. know. And so, uh, <laughs> let me get a, like a quick background on where you're from. Uh, a little bit quicker than military history and why you joined. Okay. And then I would love to hear about the, the you know the Buffalo Hunter. That would be the next big thing, and we'll get on that topic next. Okay. Yeah. Dope. Okay, so what's up, everybody? My name is Jack Murillo or Murillo. I just say Murillo because I kind of gave up like throwing the ethnic spin on it when I I'm introducing same. myself. Yeah, it's just like Vargas. It's like, yeah. no, I'm Vince no, Vargas. It's Vince like, Vargas. It's yeah. no big deal. Uh, anyways, so when I graduated high school, I went to. Uh, Where'd you Marie- grow up? Oh, uh, San Diego, California. Okay, cool. So I grew up in San Diego, so I'm not too far away from LA. And I grew up in this tiny little spot called Bonita, really? which is east of the 805. And it's in the Chula Vista area, otherwise known as Chulawana. I know, I know Chula Vista. Yeah, so you yeah. know Chulawana, except it's kind of in the nicer area. Some good baseball in San Diego, and I played a lot of baseball. Yeah. And there's some good ball players in Chula Vista. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Some great, some great people in Bonita. It's a great little community. Everything's a stone's throw away. It's like a small town in a city. Yeah. Um. So, graduated high school in 2011. A month later, was in Marine Corps boot camp in San Diego. Um. Three months later. Had my leave, and then I went to Infantry Training Battalion. Nice. Uh, you know, three months later after that, I joined 2nd Battalion, 1st Marines. So your your MOS was? 0311. 0311. Original is 0311, yeah. Okay, we, dude, we're going to have to laugh. We're going to talk about this because every Marine tells me they're rifleman. Oh, Jesus. Is this true? Uh, okay, so like there, it's, it's, there's <laughs> such a duality about it because I understand what the people who emplaced that policy were trying to get at. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's become conflated. So like... For anybody listening, they say every Marine is a rifleman, and okay. Well, in the Army side of things, we're like, mm, that's that's not on our in our kinda, side. It's not true. It's just right? it is not because rifleman is a very specific MOS. It's that's so, that's someone that is very proficient with that rifle, right? Yeah. Who who knows how to? It's his job. Yeah, yeah. Is to operate and kill. So the with title that rifle. rifleman carries a lot of weight in the Army, and so when the Marines say we're all riflemen, it's like. Whoa, that's weird. Yeah, and they say that, and any time that you hear that, it's kind of bullshit because you can have refrigerator mechanics who say, "Oh, every Marine is rifleman." It's like, yeah, but you don't. That that's kind that's of the brainwashed the slogans they've thrown into here because we have an army, we have in the army, we have shit like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like, it, I don't know. I feel like some dudes will try to hype themselves up because, like, if they tell someone that they're a marine and then say every marine is a rifleman, then they don't have to tell them that they're a refrigerator, refrigerator <laughs> yeah, mechanic. Like, oh, so what'd you really do? I, I uh, supply. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Speaking of that, okay. Sidebar: I, This girl that I'm talking to, um, she's in Kansas, and um, they have tons of army cats out there. Yeah. And her two older brothers, she has two, uh, three older brothers, but two of them are Marines. Yeah. Grunts, and they taught her about pogs. And the, so and the you, you knew the lingo. Pogues. You knew the lingo, and she was like, "Oh shit, he's real." Yeah, exactly. That's and dope. I knew she was real because she would tell me about how army cats would come into the bar or would. Or oh. would try and hype themselves out, and she'd be like, "Oh, really? So what? What was your MOS? What was your job?" Be like, "Oh, I'm a tank mechanic," and she'd be like, "Oh, so you're a fucking pogue." I was like, "Damn, Damn. Man. ouch, ouch!" But anyways, so, so this is a funny story. So when I first got to the battalion, the gunnery sergeant or the gunny yeah. will be referred to as gunny. Um, God, he was such a good dude, uh, Gunny Nunez. So the first day I get into the battalion, he lines a bunch a bunch of the new yeah. the new boots up, and he says, "Okay." Uh, who here had a uh, 300 PFT or had close to a 300 PFT? Which is a perfect score on a pizza Perfect test. score. So I raised my hand. A couple of dudes raised their hands. So it goes to each of us and he says, what did you, what did you do in high school? Oh, I played football. Oh, what did you do in high school? Oh, I played baseball. They asked me, what did you do in high school? I was like, uh, I did martial arts. Did a lot of martial arts. He's like, okay. He takes four of us and he goes, you guys want to be uh, machine gunners? 0331? And we were kind of like, uh, I don't know. You're kind of new to that, right? Like, what does that even well, mean? Well, we, we knew what it was, but the thing was is that in uh, in infantry school, the final event is a 20-kilometer hike. And you're carrying and, your gun. And we watched the machine gunners carry the 50-cal receivers on top of everything else they already had. So yeah. we're like, uh, we... <laughs> We don't want that. Yeah, no. And That's he, like mortars. So, so, so in army, they do that with mortars. Yeah, like, exactly. Once we with mortar, and you're like, no, nah, I'm good. Nah, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. I don't dog. carry all that weight. But so all of us are like, nah, gunny. And he leans in and he says one thing. He just goes, pussies, <laughs> pussies. And we just look at each other and we're like, all right, fuck it, let's do this. Well, yeah, dude. Yeah, it, you, but that's like, you can't do that these days. 
right? You can't do that anymore. No, you can't. No. Because that's keeping a gangster. But dude, that's just fucking real. They were short machine gunners, so they had to pull from the new boot drop and keep a gangster. I almost got in trouble with a drill sergeant once. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, several times, but one, <laughs> one of the ones that was- I was, was going to say just once. Yeah, several times. <laughs> just once. Because I was just a, just a dude, but right. like, it was like the last week, and I was like, all right, who really wants to get fucking smoked like old school style? Yeah. And they're like, I was like, everyone, get, we put them all in the room. I'm like, look, if you want to be a part of this, you're volunteering, get in the fucking center of the room. Dude, I only had like 20 dudes volunteer, right? The rest of them like watching. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Get down. Who's Roll left. Roll live. No, no, no. Fucking smoked the fucking dog. Dudes were quitting here. I was like, you can quit anytime. Go ahead. Quitting, 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 quitting. By the end, I had like five dudes and they're going through it. And dude, I'm like, fuck yeah. One of these motherfuckers goes and tells on me. I'm like, you dick. Wow. Yeah, bro, because it's like, it's, it's not like it used to be, bro. I remember full mop gear. You, you guys have mop gear. Do you know what yeah. that is? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah cool. We had full, full mop, mop gear, gear, gas masks, yeah, and everything like that. Dusted off, fucking yeah. with a rucksack on, and fucking Turn you're on like, the hot shower, yeah, get in the like, shower. What the fuck? Dude, you can't do that shit anymore. Yeah. yeah it's just a different beast. Back when I was in. <laughs> oh, yeah, back when I was in the old core. So but, um, yeah, so yeah, I uh, spent a year in the machine gun section and then spent some went back to the rifle platoons and then I was in the scout sniper platoon. Nice. And then I went back to the rifle platoons, um, went to like infantry squad leaders course and everything like that. Did a couple Mews, um, went to like Philippines, Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, yeah. fucking Kuwait, uh, Djibouti, Africa, a couple other places that I'm not remembering right now. But Did you ever get a chance to go to Iraq or Afghanistan? Dude, I fucking wish, but I didn't. No. I Straight did, up didn't. Dude, dude, you That's all I wanted. I have one of my best friends. He was like, man, I wish I went. I was like, no, you don't. Don't ever wish on that shit. If it happens, it happens. Yeah, don't, I, don't wish on it, right? Yeah, I mean, I used to beat myself up about it a lot. Like, in fact, when I first yeah. came out here, I was hell bent on never telling anybody that I was a marine because yeah. I felt like I didn't. There's I wasn't a real marine. Yeah, yeah, total insecurity. I get it. I get because it. I didn't go. Yeah. But then people, friends, close friends, other veterans, super experienced veterans, you know, yeah. guys on your caliber, they would sort of massage and coach me and be like, "Look, dude, it's it's no, not your fault. No, you don't get fuck. to decide. No, no, you fucking do your job. If you go, yeah, you showed up." As soon as you fucking could, you stepped to the plate. Yeah. And it just, it didn't happen. Yeah, you know, it's not your fault. Dude, the guys that fucking make you feel bad about it are fucking douches themselves. Yeah, And probably exactly. insecure, more insecure about their fucking career than anything. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. Fuck it. And I, I learned that a couple of times about dudes who were in with me who would always make the other dudes feel like shit. You learn, oh, he, you know, he started crying then because they wanted to put on yeah, control. Like, wait a minute, what did you do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. like, wait a minute. But you know what? They've got their own little, yeah. their own little hole in their heart. So fucking that's on So, so. Here's the cool thing, man. I remember, I mean, by the, by, by the time I saw you on social media, well, let me, I got to ask a question because I don't know. Yeah. How the fuck does someone go into the, the Raiders? What is it? The, the fucking, you guys? Marsoc? The, yeah, Marsoc. Yeah. Is there like, is it just because in the army, you sign with a contract for a Ranger and you can, you can start and go through selections and if you make it all the way through, you're good? Mm-hmm. Is, is Marsoc similar to that or you have to apply for it to try and try out for it? So... As, as it is to my knowledge, yeah. and I actually had a school seat yeah. to Marsoc um, back in the day, but I decided to go the acting route. Yeah. Um, so to my knowledge, you have to be at least an E4, so you have to be a corporal. Right. You have to have had one deployment under your belt. Nice. Um, and you have to submit a package, and you have to go through their um, their like medical screener yeah. and everything like that. So it's a full-on application yeah. process to go through. And then through. you go through the, a course, a yeah, selection. Yeah, and then you go through assessment and selection, ANS. Um, I'm not sure how long that is. I'm, I think it's about. Th- Those are very similar it's, to it's, Rangers and SF yeah. kind and of kind of selections. You go to individual training course, which is you know the follow-on skills, and then after yeah. that you go to specialty schools. Cool, yeah. dope, dope, dope. You know, it's funny is like when I was in, I didn't see much of of Marsoc because Ranger like we just had a different off tempo and not like more or less. It was just different locations. Yeah. And they only started in 2008 too. Right. So well, like, they, I think I think when I got out is when they really picked up. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? And that's when it, when it, when it, before when that it was, it was like Mart at right. one and just like force guys, force recon. So, so like I was saying before, like Article Fifteen, we we fucking blew up. I think we really blew up in like late 2013, uh, 2000. I think 14, 15 is when I started seeing your videos somewhere around there, like fifteen, yeah. 2015. Yeah. So the Buffalo Hunters started completely on a fluke. Uh, I was managing. I, I was a not a range tech. I was like a range manager. Yeah. Um, for Camp Pendleton for the last couple months of my service. Well, right. No, actually, it was just a couple months while I was getting separated from my unit because I wasn't going to deploy. Yeah. Um, and we showed up to a range that was way off in the boonies, up yeah. in the mountains. And we showed up like an hour prior. And then we get a call from the unit. Uh, yeah. I think it was 3-5. And they said, hey, we're going to be an hour late. So now me and my buddy Elias Wentworth, super funny ass dude, yeah. uh, we had two hours to kill. So we were like, fuck. It was a beautiful day. And then out of nowhere, this entire herd of bison comes over the side of the hill. And I was like, holy crap, I'm witnessing nature. This is fucking amazing. Yeah. And I was like, I have to do something with this. And so we started taking pictures, being goofy. And we, we drove away. And then we see this tiny, well, not tiny. He's like the size of a sedan. Yeah. This fucking bison is chilling all by himself. 
and he's just sitting there wagging his tail and there's like flies flying around him he was like fuck you guys i'm sleeping in today i'm not going to fucking work so i was like dude this is this is such a unique opportunity i have to do something with this so i was like elias what should i do and he goes dude you should like make a video and i was like make a video of what he's like i don't know you'll fucking think you're a funny guy you'll think something i'm like all right so i jump out and I, and I do like the Steve, oh boy, would you look at that? That's a bison, a true American bison. That's a, that's a son of God's handiwork, you know? <laughs> so I just kind of hammed it up. And I, I brought it back, and I was like, do you think that's funny? Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. All right, fine, whatever. So he says, what do I do now? He says, oh, you should, you should send it to Terminal Ants or something. Yeah. So I sent it to Terminal Ants. I was like, whatever, he fucking likes it. He likes it. He shares it. Yeah. It gets to like one and a half million views. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. This is back when Facebook was like at the pinnacle of the social yeah. media trend. And I remember this is when we're we're hitting with fucking, <clears throat> we're hitting with fucking these so, these videos that are fucking going viral. I mean, they, yeah. around the same time we had Tactical, which is now I think it's around 15 million views. Yeah. And fucking, but not just us. You have fucking you know grunt styles out there making their videos you got fucking ranger up making the vet their industry was blowing up. blowing up blowing the blowing fuck up. up and so everyone's doing these videos and it's yeah. like so content rich and looking for something fresh and new yeah. right because it was kind of the same big hitters dropping dropping videos every so often yeah kind of and so it was like this new like boom out of nowhere i saw you cross my feet i was like what the fuck is this <laughs> and, and i remember i'm like does this motherfucker really talk like that and then i started thinking like Fuck, this is genius. It's actually really fucking good. Yeah, and you went viral. Dude, it was, in our world, yeah. you went viral. Which is crazy. Yeah. Which is crazy. And I, you know, I, I, I saw it happen. I saw people commenting. I was like, this is fucking insane. Yeah. And I, I took a step back and I was like, chill out, Jack. It's just your 15 minutes of fame. It's yeah. social media. Yeah. It's here today. It's gone tomorrow. You know, it's cool that it happened. You know, yeah. put it under your belt, but whatever. You know, it's still, still, you're still you've, just. You've here. wanted to be an entertainer already before this. This is, 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 is being an entertainer, being an actor, something that was in your heart early on, or is this what sparked it? I, I'm fairly certain this is the catalyst that really started the chain reaction because yeah. I had all the qualities like right. me and my older brother would do scenes from Shrek yeah when we were like single digit kids in re- in the middle of like Chili's or Coco's back when Coco's yeah. was popular I remember and that. we'd like gather crowds because we do entire scenes from Shrek or from fucking other movies yeah. and we so entertain the shit out of people so, so yeah because back then you didn't you, you didn't have the you didn't feel it you didn't feel what happened in social media What it created Like it created a beast Yeah exactly To see how many people Enjoy like your humor It's always like It's it's thrilling dude And it's and it's uh, It's addicting It definitely is and, and, it, and you have to Almost harness it The right way Right you can You can do the wrong thing By yeah Well let me keep Putting out shit content Like uh, you have to Always put out good content That you're proud of Because yeah Fuck it stays in the space And that's difficult Fucking It's super fucking difficult Dude that was Especially the- I'm a one man show you're Right And there's only so many Things I can do it it's on It's super hard <laughs> Right so what happened after that was um, a friend of mine, uh, the next time I went out to the manage that range, uh, the person I went out with was like, hey, you should do another video. And I was like, what am I going to do it on? There's no, there's no animals yeah. around because my mind yeah. was just animals. And she was like, oh, well, I don't know. There's, there's the unit over there is getting a safety brief. I was like, okay, I could do something on that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll fucking think of something. And then I make the joke that like, oh, you know, they're so fearsome that they have to be reminded not to kill themselves, let alone <laughs> anything else. I made that gag. And I brought it back, and I was like, hey, so is this funny? She watches it. She's like, eh, it's funny. I was like, Damn, fuck you. All right. So yeah. I sent it to Terminal Ants again. Boom. Three and a half million views. Now, oh, shit. Because so now everyone's anticipating. Better. They're like, oh, this is going to keep again? happening. This is going to keep happening. Exactly. And I yeah. started getting comments and messages. Make a page. Make a page. Make a page. Yes. And I was like, I mean, okay, yeah, I could, you know, have a couple hundred followers. Because well, you're watching what everyone fun. else is doing. You're watching the veterans community. You're like. It's doable. Yeah, there's a movement this is, happening. Yeah, this yeah. is doable. Like, totally. You can do something with this? Fuck. And you guys are my examples. I was right. watching your videos and going, okay, there's there's a market for this. It was wild, bro. So It was, it was a wild time. It was a, it, Dude, it'll never happen again. Exactly. Right? It, it happened when it happened and it won't happen again. Never. Because, yeah. I mean, back then, Facebook was the shit. Dude, it was so, it was so, it was YouTube was dying. Chain. YouTube yep. was dying and Facebook was picking up. And it yep. was just that. Twitter it, was lame. Instagram was starting up. Yep. And Facebook was just you top of the food you chain. You couldn't fucking post anything longer than 15 seconds on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. So nothing was living, but nothing was living and breathing like fucking Facebook was at that time. Yep. Instagram was stagnant. But, um, so that blew up. Yep. I got to like 36,000 followers on, or is it likes? Yeah. I guess technically like, it's likes. likes. Okay. Yeah. 36, followers sound sexier, but yeah. yeah. 36,000 likes on Facebook and it was going well. And then the huge change happened in fall of 2015 when there was a helicopter crash yeah. in Hawaii. Yeah. 
it was an, a training event that uh, Marines were conducting in Hilos and Ospreys, yeah. which fucking suck. Yeah. And the Osprey went down in the ocean. And if I'm if I remember correctly, like six guys died and like twelve guys were wounded. Was there a lot of Marsoc guys? No, they were they it were was uh, just regular grunts. Yes. It was just a Hilo company. Yeah. And it was it was awful. And the whole Marine Corps knows about this stuff yeah. as soon as it happens. So everybody was just lamenting and just like, dude, this it's fucking just, sucks. It's just always when hard guys to hear. die in training. Yeah, it's God, hard to hear. It's, it's unbearable. One of my best friends died in training, and I know it's it's. it's you're like, fuck. They're like, all the things that are safety mitigations that are put into play, and you're like, damn, fuck. I, I can't even believe that. Exactly. Final destination catches up. Just like something tiny yeah. happens, and just life changes. But so everybody knew about it, and that afternoon I got a message from a guy. His name's Nathan Fenley. I ended up working with him later. But he messages me and he goes, hey, dude, um, you know, I'm a big fan. Been watching you since you started. Just uh, wanted to let you know that I was in that helicopter. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus, dude. So it felt like someone dropped a ton of bricks oh, on my 100%. chest. So he was like, I was in that helicopter. You know, I just I, I got mm. some, I got dinged up. My femur got like completely broken, clean fracture. Yeah. Um, I'm so covered in blood. I haven't gotten treated yet, but I'm in. I'm next to my buddy's hospital bed because he's way worse. He's like connected to IVs yeah. and everything. He's in the bed. And I want to let you know that we're watching your videos. And for two or three minutes at a time, we're not in pain. You know exactly what we went through. That's yeah. exactly what the message we got. The reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing now is because of messages like that. Yep. Like, soon as I had her in message, like, dude, you guys saved my life. You guys made the time go quicker in Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah. And you're like, Fuck! What are we doing? Let's make another video. Yeah, we were so inspired to do more and more. You're not doing it for you. You're doing it for someone else. No, you're not. And you're fucking. Now it gets even fucking stressful because you're like, damn. Before we were just doing it like as homies. Now we have to come up with content. There's a responsibility. Yeah, there is. Yeah, Yeah, and that's where the stress that you didn't want, but you know, it's like you know what, you got to do it. Exactly. It it, it becomes selfless where you're like, this isn't for me. Yeah, exactly. It It becomes becomes the calling. That's exactly. And what I'm it a is. spiritual person, you right. know. I, I, uh, I'm a, I'm a Christian, so I believe in that kind of thing. <laughs> I, I believe in, dude. You have to live your life in a, in a way where you can inspire, motivate, and fucking help, right? Exactly. And, and if, and if that's my calling to help through humor, which I'm very comfortable with, yeah. Well then, fuck. How hard is this? Throw on the fucking camera. Let's do this. You yeah. Know let's what make I mean? some and, shit up. Exactly. And that's make what. And that, that's what we did. So as soon as that happened, a thought sparked in my head, and I was like, fuck, I need to do this for people. Yeah. I don't know how, but I need to do this for people and on a bigger scale. And I, I, thought, I thought long and hard about what I want to do. And uh, so I went to my dad. And so my dad's a pastor. For everybody listening, my dad's a pastor, and he's probably one of the wisest, most knowledgeable fuckers I've ever known in my That's entire great. life. I probably will ever meet. And I go to him, and I say, dad, you know, I think I want to be an actor, yeah. but I'm not sure where that stands spiritually because I don't want to pursue something selfish, you know, because, you know, God doesn't, 100%. you know, it's all about God's will, you know, right. seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Yeah. So I asked him, dad, like, how do I reconcile that? Yeah. And he says, well, you know, in the Psalms, it says God put the desires, the godly desires of people's hearts in them. And that's you. You have the desire to entertain yeah. people, to bring smiles. Well, because it, it comes to a point like, are you doing it for selfish means or are you doing it for others? Exactly. Right? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's where the separation lies. Yeah. And he says, you know, uh, Jesus said, let this mind be in you. So you can't be Jesus, but you can try to be like him. You Dude, can try and spread the love me, to other people. <sighs> Dog, it's so funny. I got the chills thinking about that because there's some other side topics that, that we'll talk later on offline about. That's, it, it's hitting so much on that. But it's the same thing as like me and, me and Jeff Boz were talking about. Yeah. Is... You have to be in a place where you don't want fame. You're yeah. just doing. Fame is the byproduct of the entertainment life that you want to provide for mm-hmm. others, right? Like it's the by. That's all it is. Fame is a byproduct. Yeah. Of of the soul that you're putting into entertainment, and the entertainment is one like I, I like the primary goal is to entertain others, right? right? Because we know how much humor humor can heal. But it's also storytelling. Totally. Storytelling is very important. Yeah, for our culture, for for everyone, for years and years down the road, for someone to tell the story and actually uh, evoke that emotion. Totally. But then too is like to also be the fucking light, to to be the guidance for others to say there is life after military, yeah. and that's huge, dude. Yeah, and I didn't even realize the impact of it. In and, the and no, it's huge. It's yeah. huge because look, being an entertainer. We we all know like that's a stressful thing. It's a depressing thing. It can be. Yeah. It's, it's a very it's a very hard hard thing. You, it, it's. It's fucking stupid. We've done some harder shit in our lives, but for yeah. some reason that does it, it is challenging because it's a testament to your own character. Mm-hmm. People are going to be judging you off what you do in the projects projects you do. So right. it's a very weird thing. But what we're doing 
and I try to convey this as much as possible. Like, I'm not doing this for fame. I can give two fucks. I'm doing it for the voice. I'm doing it for hopefully to be a potential positive voice and influence for the veteran community. Right. As you were saying, it's I want to spread my message. Exactly. And my message is be a good motherfucker. My message is to fucking yeah, to, to, to work your ass off. My message is stop putting the barriers up saying you can't do this and say, you know what, I can. Yeah. Don't I close your, don't limit yourself. Yeah, don't clo- yeah. I'm not saying it has to be in acting. Anything in your fucking life, but look at me and you are so simple. We're nobodies. We're, du- we're dudes. Yeah. We wake up, we fucking everything else. But why are we here? I take shits just like everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> but, but we, we didn't put the boundary on us. And a lot yeah. of our, our counterparts have put boundaries. They don't see life after military. And all I want to do is fucking show them, like, no, there is. Yeah. There is. I had a buddy who reached out to me not too long ago. His name's Jeremy. He was in my battalion. Yeah. Uh, I was in Echo Company. He was in Fox Company. He reaches out to me. and No, 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 no. What happened was somebody else from... Uh, from our battalion reached out to me and said, Hey, have you talked to Jeremy recently? I said, no, I haven't. Yeah. Um, and they go, you know, he's, he's getting close. You know, he's thinking he might do it. Do and what? I, yeah. The, do no the shit. Yeah. Yuck. And I've already lost plenty of dudes to that. So oh, I'm like, dude. fuck no. I was like, give me his number. I'm going to call him. Yeah. I tried calling him and didn't answer. So I texted him. I was like, answer motherfucker. I know you're there. Yeah. It's Jack. Come yeah. on, pick up Jeremy. It's Jack. Yeah. Let's go, man. He responds and I'm like, what's going on, dude? He goes, dude, I just, I just don't know what to do anymore. And it sounded, and instantly what I could tell from his language that it wasn't a matter of things are too wrong to continue. It's that he didn't know where to go. Yeah. So I told him, okay, look, dude, I'm going to give you some hard love because I know you can take it because I know you and you're a good motherfucker. I was like, what are you doing right now? He goes, well, you know, I kind of live isolated. You know, it's just, it's like me and my wife and my dog. And I was like, okay, you're looking, you're, you're confused as what to do. Right. Yeah. He's like, yeah, man, I just hate having a job and coming home every day. I fucking hate it. I was like, okay. What do you love? He goes, uh, uh, what do you mean? I said, answer me, motherfucker. Yeah. What do you love? What yeah. do you love, man? He goes, well, I, lo- uh, I love being alone. I was like, bullshit. Yeah, if you loved you. being alone, no we wouldn't be talking right no. now. You'd be fucking sitting happy on your porch yeah. staring in nature. No one loves being alone if you jerk off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we no, all been there. Because you're hoping someone else is there. Yeah, right? exactly. Because Jill <laughs> can do everything a woman can do, right? <laughs> Anyways, so I said, no, 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 no. What do you love? And he goes, well, I love fishing. I was like, bullshit. You like fishing. Yeah. Fishing is fun, but you don't love fishing. I was like, what is something that you've done that filled your body with life? Yeah. That gave color to everything that, that, that filled you with strength and, and, uh, and vigor. Yeah. And he says, uh, fighting. I used to fight in high school. And I was Boom. like, what kind of fighting? He was like, oh, you know, MMA, boxing and stuff. I was like, then go be a fucking fighter, man. Yeah. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, dude, if you know what you love... Then fucking do that. Dude. Otherwise, you're going to live an unfulfilled life and you're going to think about what could have been yeah. instead of thinking about what can be yours. It's it's so crazy because I, I actually speak about this. When I do public speaking, one of the big things I talk about, like mm-hmm. I have these four kind of notes and one of them is identity. Mm-hmm. You need to figure out who the fuck you are, bro. Yeah. Because you can't be me. You're not going to live through me. You're not going to be what I am. You yeah. need to find out what you are. You can get right? inspired, but you can't yeah. be someone else. Exactly. You're never going to be someone else. You have to find what makes you tick, right? You got to find what's you. And and he needed to find his identity. If he is a fighter by heart, like that fucking drives him, motherfucker, be a fighter. Exactly. Right? Or be associated in the fighting world of some sort yeah. where you get your same thrills off of, dude. Yep. So hard to do. So hard for, because, you know what, I try to explain something. I think we have so much problems with it because, guys, you join the military at what age? I mean, technically 17. 17, yeah. right. 17, 18. Yeah, a lot of motherfuckers 17 don't know who the fuck they are. Yeah. And the military has told them who they are for fucking how many years? Four years, five years, six years. Yep. Then they get out and they're like, now you don't have an identity who anymore. Am I? Yeah. <laughs> so you go back to being almost a 17 year old personality with no fucking identity because everything you had was just taken from you from the military. Yeah. And you're like, well, now it's going to take about a year to two to figure out who the fuck I actually am. Yeah, exactly. And that's a fucking scary feeling. That's it the is. most lost feeling you're ever going to have. Like, everything I thought I knew. It's false, or it's not anymore. Or just things because, are so different. Yeah, because I transitioned it's a past world. that. Right. Totally so different. Now you have to figure it out, and it's the hardest thing. Guys, are like, man, how do I figure out what, what what motivates me? It's like, motherfucker, I don't know. Yeah. That's for you to fucking sit down and figure out. Exactly. And complacency kills. That's something oh, we were taught from boot camp. Everybody, everybody you gotta, you, knows. You complacency keep kills. You gotta keep you moving. Keep moving. You got, you, dude. You can do a, twenty other fucking options, and they all fucking fall short. Or like, ah, that's not we'll it. Just keep well, that's fine. Figuring it out. You're still moving yeah, towards exactly. the fucking direction Even where you need to be. Even moving backward is better than just being stagnant. hundred percent. And and you know what? Now he's he's part of a gym. No he's shit. Training up again. Fuck yeah. He's trying to look for a coach. And I was like, dude, just what start city? Fu- uh, he's in. I'm, I'm. I think he might be in Utah. Dude, I'm not completely sure. I got, I got plenty of guys. If he is, let me know. Okay, I, I'll find him a coach. Easy. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like, uh. 
I'll know, coach the motherfucker if I can. Yeah, exactly. You know, the little things that you do throughout the day, like this is something that I do, yeah. is every single day, what have you done to further your career? And it That's doesn't it. mean you have to go to a meeting with That's an agency it. or fucking meet a producer. It can be as little Even as watching watch a, a video. Watching a fucking... <laughs> exactly. We're so the exactly. same, dog. That's dude, exactly Just it. watching a video about film analysis or breaking down this character know, archetype dude. or something to improve dog. yourself. You know, it's it's fu- it's fucking crazy. I said it the other day. It's like, look, I'm not competing with other entertainers. That's why I told you, like, yeah. I'll share, I'll tag, I'll fucking post. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't. I'm not in competition with you, Jack. I'm not in competition yeah. with Matt Best. I'm not I'm trying com- to work with you. That's dog. what I'm saying. I'm trying to work with that's you. That's what I'm saying. I'm not in competition with any veteran entertainer out there. Fucking Drew. Drew's my boy, dude. Fucking yeah. Yusha Thomas. All these guys are my fucking dudes, right? I don't compete with these fucking dudes. I compete with me. Yeah. That's not the, the point. The farthest that I'm ever gonna get is the fucking the boundary that I put up for myself. Yeah. So like, look. We're all going to go on the same path, and there's plenty of fucking food for all of us to eat, dog. Yeah, There's exactly. so much food for all of us to eat, right? I mean, there's jobs out there. You find what makes you tick, and you go that direction, I go my direction. There's no reason why we can't help each other fucking grow in advance. Exactly. Right? Like, I think that's so important. I think it's so important for people to important. understand, like, stop being egotistical about your position, mm-hmm. right? Your following means shit. It's, it's fucking, here's the way I fucking break down everything. In the end of your life, who's going to be in your fucking rest, who's going to be at your bed? Yep. You're fucking the one you're dying. Who's holding your hand? Because mm-hmm. if because the fucking if you have to be so genuine of a motherfucker for people to be like, you know what? I'm stopping everything right now. I got to go see this guy. Yep. I got to go say bye to him because I owe him that. I owe him the respect. People that are fucking full of shit. People that are fucking like all these other people. You won't have shit at your fucking bed. Dude, dude there isn't you, a U-Haul behind your hearse. No, dog. No, there isn't. Like I fucking I know this. I'm living in a way where I hope my fucking I pray to God my kids are there. To say goodbye, and my wife is holding my hand as I go, right? Because yeah. like that to me is the most near and dear to my heart. My right. kids will be like, and I'm gonna be like, it's all good. I'm ready. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Give them comfort in knowing that. Have my hand, my wife hold my hand. She's like, fuck you, I want to die first. Like, because <laughs> she, she don't want to be through that. Yeah. But like that's me. It's like that's what my room's gonna be filled with. And then my fucking hopefully a fucking line out the door. Of the friends like, just give me a chance to say bye. Yeah. Because this motherfucker treated me right. Because mm-hmm. this motherfucker wasn't selfish. Because this motherfucker opened doors for me. Whatever the fuck it is, dude. Or yeah. this motherfucker said one word to me that inspired me. I have no fucking qualms about sharing, tagging fucking anyone on Instagram, social media, because I think that's a fucking empty fucking yeah. soul. Social media is like whatever. It's a tool. Yeah, I could give a. It's fuck. a means yeah. to an end. Yeah, it's it, it doesn't it. mean shit to me, right? It, I mean, it, I'll be there. Uh, hopefully, like hopefully, neither of us have to fucking deal right. with that. But if, if but you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll people be there. hold this shit like if it's it's. If uh, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna share and tag you like you don't have to bro I can give a fuck that's so fucking wild it's that weird never even, in fact I feel like my posts are better when I do tag people I'm like dude it just it sends a community well the thing is you this know? it's it's like I it, it you know what I mean like I'm not gonna share every GoFundMe that comes through my page because fuck that's a little that's a little yeah. much right because it ruins the content of what I'm trying to do and provide exactly right and you're not and you're not Rockefeller right. either so yeah. like you've yeah. got things you're trying to take care of exactly and you, at the same time like. Know? I want to post what's near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Not what you want me to post. Not what he wants me to post. It's a NASCAR. I can't have my advertisers all over my car. You know what I'm talking right, about? Right, dude. So. So, so it's like, but at the same time, like, I'm not afraid of tagging fucking Jack Morillo to get him <laughs> more followers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why the fuck not? What does that hurt me? I'm not, not intimidated by your fucking skill sets. I'm actually excited about your skill sets. I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah, we're going to kick ass together one day. Jeff Bozzi is six foot fucking five stud. God damn dude, it. I'll share the camera with that guy. I don't dude, care if he's 10 feet tall. I would be in a threesome with the guy and just him and two other dudes. <laughs> he's so hot. <laughs> That's a sexy man. Yeah, it's a sexy oh, yeah. dude. But the point is, like, I have no qualms about fucking sharing the space because I think there's plenty of it. Yeah. And I think we're more powerful as a community to fucking stick by each other, right? You know what I mean? Like, totally. Nate Boyer, he's not afraid of fucking supporting each other. Like, but there's guys out there that are. And I think it's, I think it's. I think it's uh, it's sad and it's it's lost the identity of who we are. You know what I mean? We yeah. have to come in here. Teamwork with- is part of our essence as former service members. You yeah. know, when an, when a military force is attacking an objective, is it ever just one guy? No, no, it's a team. It's a team. It's a squad. It's a platoon. Yeah. It's a company. It's a regiment. It's a battalion. Yeah, a, a team is a. A group of dudes there's, is attacking. Dude, objective. there's a quote that I fucking post all the time. It says, "If I make it, we all make it." Meaning, like, yeah, uh, I'm gonna open every door I fucking possibly can for everyone, right? Yeah, because exactly. why the fuck wouldn't you? Why the fuck wouldn't I? Why the fuck wouldn't I? Are yeah. you afraid you're gonna get replaced? Okay, that's the fear people that's, have. That's the fear, right? That's the getting fear. replaced. But like, but you know what? What if what if I promoted you? Like, like I, I, you already know. I sent your fucking images and fucking everything to casting for. Yeah, five, exactly. You know Still fingers I mean? crossed. Yeah, exactly. If because it happens, happens, it's because done and why done. wouldn't I? Yeah. Well, fuck why not You're another Latino fucking actor Who's trying to fucking do a thing And fucking We're friends And I have a connection I'll see what's up Yeah But what if you fucking make it big What if you fucking end up Fucking winning an Oscar one day You know what For me 
Fuck yes. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, I, <laughs> I had a fucking footprint in the, your success by being who I am. Yeah. Not selfish. It's I, not like if something's going to happen, I'm just going to peel right and you're never oh, going to see that's me again. What I'm, we build upon each other. That's, dude, thank you. That's huge, man. It's very important. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's funny. And that's why I think we've clicked so well together because we have very, very similar mindsets on what we're doing here. Like, dude, none of us can do this alone. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying it's like, we're not self-made. Like, I'm not self-made. Vincent Rocco Vargas didn't fucking make it to this position because fucking who I am. No, Matt helped me. Yeah. Jared helped me. You know what I mean? Matt and Jared are fucking what created the fucking pedestal, what I stand on still, and now continue to fucking grow off of. I'm never going to forget the first two steps that I fucking, that I got, you know, handed to me. Yeah. And, and, and as much as I work my ass off to fucking earn that, but I'll never fucking turn my back and say, oh no, they didn't do it. I did it myself. Fuck you, dude. Those two motherfuckers gave me the fucking, the, the, the fucking pedestal that I stand on now to fucking speak to the veteran community. Yeah, exactly. Now, I, it's, it's up to me to fucking hold on to that shit. Yeah. And, and I'm doing my best to fucking do so. But no, man, no one fucking self-made, dog. We always have someone yeah. fucking holding the door for us, dude. Even simple as this. So me and, me and Jeff, we go to the same school. And I've heard some people go there and be like, oh my God, if I ever make it big, I'm never giving credit to this school. And I'm like, I turn to them. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's weird. And they're like, oh, just the teachers. It's bullshit. You know, the teachers, it's all scam. And I was like, I didn't even say anything because I knew it wasn't worth it. Dude, and I'm like, dude, now that's where I got the training. Like, that's what built me up as an actor, as an artist. And that's what, why I am where I am right now. Why do you think veterans are good at acting? Why do you think? Uh, so here's the thing. <sighs> There's not a lot of. I'll tell you my answer, but I'm going to say, there's not a lot of veterans of OIF, OEF currently in acting that are, that I know. That right? are actors. Actors, you know? right? Like yeah. there, there's a lot of guys doing this and that, but there's very few in the space that are really doing it. And, and I can't even tell you any names off the top of my head. The, the guy that plays the fucking main character for fucking Star Wars, what's his name? Uh, Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Three years in the Marines. Three years in the Marines, Chaptered yeah. out. Um, an issue He had a bike injury Or something like that Or whatever Yeah he was mountain biking Before their deployment To Iraq And he got yeah. fucking injured And he couldn't go Right So like He's an OIF OEF guy mm-hmm. You know He had his career But it is what it is Right There, there was There was no shit veteran guys talking shit on him. I'm like, oh, oh. dude, you know. There's still du- there's dudes right now who are like, oh, he's not a real Marine. Yeah, but it's like, why? The motherfucker signed up in a time when fucking we were at war. And the unfortunate happens. Dude, there's so many motherfuckers that get chopped off for injuries. Yeah. It happens all the time. It happens. So he's the one guy I know. One guy I know that is OIF, OEF vet that's, that's doing it. Or yeah. in a position is doing it, right? Like, totally. Like, and there's not very much. Like, now you, you got um, Nate Boyer. Mm-hmm. He was in... Um, the Den of Thieves? 12 Strong. Uh, he was in Den of Thieves. He yeah. was in 12 Strong. He was in 12 Strong? Yeah. Oh, was he? He, did he, he, play, he played uh, one of the Hilo Gunners. Oh, dope. Yeah. So, like, so you're saying he's doing it? Yeah. You know what I mean? You have you, me, Jeff Bozzi, and fucking, I don't know, there's a couple other small ones out there, right? Yeah. And they're, they're doing it, which is fucking exciting to see. And, 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 but I think it's cool because we're all trying to do the same thing. Like, yeah. One of us Because we can just prop up each other. One makes it, we all make it. Exactly. You know what I mean? And when, when it comes to your question, like, um, so when it comes to acting as an art form at our school, yeah. what, what we're trained in is what's called effective memory. That's with yeah. an A, effective. Yeah. So at the school, they teach you to reach back into your past uh-huh. to your experiences and cultivate from that a raw, authentic emotion yeah. that Good. you can draw from so and apply to, your, to what, your work. What's the name of this style? It's called method acting. Method acting. And then yeah. there's another style that's out there called, do you, do you know the other name of it? There's like Meisner. There's Meisner. Stella Atler. Meisner's yeah. another one that's really big because some of the guys on set that I work with now mm-hmm. are, are they, they, Meisner guys? They're kind of both. Yeah. They kind of, kind of brief from Jack both. Jack of all trades, master of none. Better yeah. than master of one. Right. And so that's kind of in their heads. That's what I mean. But dude, some of these guys are fucking brilliant, right? Like, yeah. I think everyone has their style. Yeah. And once, once you get trained up as an actor, you start to feel out what's different for you as yeah. an artist how you work, how you respond to things. And, you know, you can start to build your own individual craft, yeah. just Jack's acting yeah. or just Vince's yeah. acting. This is my, this is what I do to set up for a yeah. scene. It's, it's like, really- it's like, um, it's like being a child. Your parents raise you in a certain way. And then once you hit 18 or 21 or wherever, whenever it is that you leave the house, yeah. you start making your own decisions. So why are veterans, why, why do you think veterans have an act for acting? I think veterans can have a knack for acting because veterans on average, and this is, this is kind of bleak, but on average, they don't come from good homes. On average, there was something wrong with the home. And they responded in such a way where they felt compelled to join, whether it was for escape 
or it was for the violence yeah or some dudes just wanted to be the alpha yeah but regardless there's a, there's a semi-flawed nature to why people go into the military and then when you're in the military you have all kinds of experiences well it's super yeah exactly all exactly. kinds of experiences I, I, I think it's funny because some of the greatest actors had some of the hardest lives exactly and yeah. the beauty of that it's 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 such a bittersweet beauty yeah. is per method acting yeah that means you have more ammunition to draw from yeah when you've had shitty life experiences, when your dad left, when your mom was extra hard on you because she was a single mom and she had to, when you had brothers who were criminals, when you know when you, you've lost friends in combat. When you've lost friends in combat, when you've been shot at yourself, when when your wife cheated on you or when she left you, all these crazy experiences. Everything. That's authentic, true emotion life experience. Layers and layers. Layers and layers and layers fuck. that you can draw from and put onto the motherfucking screen. And people are gonna see it and they're gonna know that's fucking real. Let me ask you this. Do you have a do you have a crying trigger? I do. I have a couple. You want to speak on it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm interested in hearing. Okay, so when I was in, so everybody listening, this is to you guys. Every, uh, the first couple years in the Marine Corps, I became really attached from detached from my emotions. Yeah, you know, because you don't have time to think about that shit. Yeah, I mean, I had aggression, rage, anger. All you that also stuff believe that just it's pops way, where you need to be. Yeah, exactly. So we were we were training in a way. Um, and I honestly think to a certain extent I was kind of veering away from who I was as a person. Yeah. And then I was You were at, fucking 17, 18, dog. You're, yeah, exactly. you're still learning that. I'm still learning. We're, we're not even fully You're evolving one yet. side. You're evolving one side thinking like, this is who I should be in the military telling you this, this is who you are. And you're like, wait a fucking minute. I'm confused. Exactly. It's a, it's a hard time in your life. Totally. It really is, especially for your brain because you're not, you're not fully developed until nope. you're 25. Yeah. So you're still being molded. Um, anyways, so... I was going to uh, infantry squad leaders course, and one of the nights, one of the few nights we had off, um, me and my buddy Jake Weiser, we went back to my barracks room, and we were going to split some hard ciders. And yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, let's have some hard cider. And he was like, dude, do you like Disney movies? <laughs> and I was like, dude, I, fucking, I grew up with that shit, yeah. but I hadn't watched a Disney movie in years. Yeah. He was like, dude, let's watch Beauty and the Beast. I was like, fuck yeah, why not? Uh, uh, yeah. And, and we got kind of, we got a little um, star spangled hammered. up, yeah. Yeah, a little <laughs> sauced up. And I wasn't sloshed. I was just, you know, we hadn't been drinking all week. Yeah. Up morning to night. Caught a good buzz. Kind of kind of what we, we yeah, got going a, on a here. a nice buzz going on here. And I'm watching this movie and dude, I don't know what it was, but that movie unlocked something in me and I was bawling like a fucking Beauty and baby. the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. The animated. And, and you still can't figure out what it was? Oh, I, I, I think I know what it was. I think it was the power of the music. And to this day, music... Is a good um, trigger. Is an amazing trigger for me. Really? But there's always an emotion or an idea or a principle yeah. that's attached to it. So, for instance, um, there's a, a track on the Saving Private Ryan soundtrack yeah. called Omaha Beach. Uh-huh. And it takes place when um, when uh, Captain Miller uh, is asked, quite a sight, isn't it? He says, yes. Yes, it sure is. And he looks over at, at the Normandy Beach. He yeah. sees dudes. And he sees people storming. Sp- they're coming out no, of the fucking. He, he sees them all dead. Yeah. This is after the battle. Oh, the God. music playing right there. So when I hear that song, it makes me think of that, but it also makes me think of all the dudes that have gone, gone Bro, out that way. One of the saddest things. All the dudes that I've lost, all yeah. the dudes that you lost. Yeah. How happy I am that 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 I know you, that yeah. you made it back, and I become so verklempt with that emotion that I can't help but cry. Yeah, and Duh. all that happens in split seconds as crazy. soon as that music starts playing. Here's the crazy thing, man. So, um, for me, I grew up in a household where my father is super, super. He's a stern dude, and he's a very strong marine. Right, yeah. like yeah, the old yeah. school. Totally. Fucking, you know, you, you know, men don't cry and fucking, mm-hmm. fucking, you know what I mean? Like, it's just super, super rough. And it was cool though. It's like for me, it's like I don't, I don't blame the motherfucker, dude. My dad was a tough motherfucker because he had to be. Yeah. And he was raised by a tougher motherfucker that fucking kicked his ass, right? So it's like, it's this, it's just this, the nature of where he came from. Yeah. And and what he knew as a father and how to raise a man. Mm-hmm. He didn't, you know. There's things that I will never do for my kids. Like I, I, I've obviously softened up the approach for my sons because I want them to be more affectionate people. Right. But for years it was fucking. It was an interesting thing because I wouldn't really cry. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it wasn't easy. Yeah. And 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 I was married at the time to to my first wife and and and, and uh, my my buddy was killed in training. And I and this was a buddy of mine that was basic <sighs> training airborne. We're in airborne school and we're talking shit to the NCOs because we're trying to get smoked, bro. Because we know we got rip coming. Yeah. In two weeks, we're like, fuck, we need to stay in shape. And, yeah. And airborne ain't doing it, bro. We, airborne's PT was fucking whack, right? And so we're like, we need to get fucking smoked. Yeah. So we can get in shape. So we're push getting, it to we, the limit. Yeah. So we're getting dogged, <laughs> bro. And we're doing push ups, push ups, push ups, sit up, squat, all this fucking shit. We're like, hell yeah, dude, smoking. You can't smoke a rock, so I can't smoke a rock. Pissing them off. Okay. But like, this is me and him, though, bro. Two big fucking Latinos dude from LA are fucking we're so alike. 
Mm-hmm. Smoke the fuck out of us, right? First fucking, and I've told the story on the podcast before, but, but the first weekend of fucking rip, before we go to do a PT test that weekend, they give us off. Mm-hmm. We go to a bar, one of our dumbass friends gets into a fucking fight. We fucking back him up, pull him out of there, and fucking start running because we know we ain't trying to get arrested here, right? Dude. Yeah. We, you know, my buddy loses his ID card and gets restarted, recycled. I pass, Fuck. go to Afghanistan, come back, boom, there he is. So he gets through eventually to rip. Okay. We're like, dude, we're going to fucking, you're going to come over and have dinner at the house. I want you to fucking meet my daughter, who's, mm-hmm. who was the biggest influence in my fucking life and where I am today is my oldest daughter. I can't who, imagine. She started the path, yeah. right? She started me like, you got to be a man now, motherfucker, you know? Yeah. And then fucking, I get a call and they say, Figueroa was killed. I'm like, well, I don't know a Figueroa from Charlie Company. Well, they fucked up his name because his name is Piguero. Yes. And so in the morning, people come up to me like, bro, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm for like, what, what the fuck? Dude? Like, uh, Devin was killed. I'm like, get the fuck out. I'm like, no, he does a fucking Figueroa. They call it. He's like, no, 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 dude. It was, it was, it was Jesus Devin. Jesus Christ. And so I'm like, get <sighs> the fuck out. And I'm private, nobody, dog. So I'm telling him, like, look, this is one of my best friends, and, and I need to go to his funeral. And they're like, no, you can't. We're on a training cycle. And I'm like, fuck, dude. So his mom knows about me. And she's like, are you going to be able to get it? I'm like, I can't. Like, mm-hmm. I know we're, we're like, he would go home and tell his family about me because we're best friends, and I'm telling my family about him. Yeah. You know, like, we became tight. And so I couldn't go to the fucking funeral, but I remember the day I came home. I came home and I opened up a little apartment, you know what I mean? You live in an apartment. And I opened the door, and as I opened the door, it hit me. And I started bawling, dude. And I'm bawling. Yeah. And my wife at the time was like, what is wrong with you? She's never seen me cry, dog. Yeah. And I'm like... (laughs) Few men have. I'm like, I don't know how to even say it, dude. I couldn't even get it out of my fucking mouth, dude. And eventually I told her, and she was like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? And so it was a trip. And so... I fucking really held it for a long time. After that one, I was like, whoa, what the fuck is happening to me? Something about combat, something about living in that weird life was, 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 was loosening up the walls for me. I was starting to feel everything. I was starting to feel... It's a beautiful thing. I'm watching people get fucking smoked, dude, and I'm watching families cry, and I'm feeling it all, dude. Yeah. I'm watching guys get fucking blown up with fucking frags, and I'm feeling, dude, and for some reason, it, it changed my life, and I, and, I, and I can't, even if I went to a counselor and tried to explain that, like, I feel fucking everything now, like, and yeah. it's the weirdest thing to explain, like, I feel everything, dog. I know when someone's hurting, I know when someone's suffering, it, it, it's something that comes over me, and it's like, holy shit, dog, hold it together, because you know what they're going through. Because I fucking feel like I've been through them shits, right? Yeah. And so, then fucking my, my squad leader, Sergeant Broad and Sergeant Brim, like, those are the two that are my trigger, right? Those are, one of my triggers is those two, because I held a lot of guilt in me that if I was there, maybe my big body could have shielded a few more rounds. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I know those two are better men than me, and it eats me alive. That's what eats me alive, that they right. didn't make it, and I did, and they're better men than me. And it starts to question, I questioned my faith for years, dude, and yeah. that's something that's not very common for me because I'm very devout in who I am. Right. But I questioned it because I know they were better men. And you're like, oh, why the fuck am I alive when these two dudes who are better people are, were taken so early in their lives? I mean, mm-hmm. they were 22 years old, right? 22, 21 years old. Mm-hmm. And it ate me alive for years and years and years thinking like, you're not doing them justice. And so I joined the Border Patrol because my squad leader wanted to be a Border Patrol agent. Like, it wasn't for me. I didn't give a fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. I, but, but I knew that's what he wanted. And I was like, well, maybe I can do it for him. And I lived this life for so many years until I finally dedicated to entertainment. Yeah. Because I was living for them. I was, no shit, living my life hoping to make them happy. I, it, held, it held me for years. It held me captive, imprisoned, to live for them and, and, and it ate me alive. I was doing, I was top of my class and everything. I was, I was living other people's dreams. People were like, man, it's a dream job. I'm like, is it? It's not mine, right? It's not mine. It yeah. was his. And I'm fucking blessed to be able to do it for him. But it ain't mine. And I fucking lived for so many years for them and it ate me alive. Yeah. And still to this day, I'm, I'm mad at myself for allowing, allowing the guilt to eat me up for so many years. But as well as it's, it's, it's who I am. It led to who you exactly. are now. Exactly, it led to who I am now. It's part of that broken road, dude. Right, it's a, it's a trip, dude. It is a trip. That's, so that's one of my triggers is them. And my other trigger is my, my 12-year-old daughter. Yeah. Because being deployed for so long, my youngest daughter really didn't get to know me as she grew up. She mm-hmm. was a mama's girl because dad was gone. Dad was going from deployment to a fucking training cycle to deployment to training cycle to deployment. So dad, she knew dad, dad pays the bills and he comes in here and there and he's got a big fucking chin, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she knows me but doesn't know me. Mm-hmm. Somehow my 12-year-old, my current 12-year-old, my second daughter knew me. I was just there when she was born. I was, I was holding her. I was, she, I was there for the important times for some reason where mentally she felt that. 
And so she was, was so like connected. telepathic. Yeah, it was almost. a different. It was a different world. Yeah, the two looked at me so different. And me and my oldest daughter are so close now. We text every day, every morning. I'm like, "How's baseball?" And like, it's we're so close. It's it. We I was finally able to redeem that gap. You nice. know what I mean? But Fuck my yeah. 12 year old still has this extra emotion towards me that I I feel bad for because she's super like connected. Because I'm like, "Hey, baby, I know I'm gonna be gone." She's like, "You know what I mean?" But when she cries, I cry, dog. Like, That's a beautiful thing. It's a crazy thing, dude. Because because I remember the first day I was leaving for the border patrol. I'm leaving and she woke up five in the morning just because I was gonna go get gas and I and I and I took her with me and I dropped her off and she's crying and I'm, I'm crying and I'm like what the fuck going on with me dude this guy makes me cry and she was like don't go and I'm like I, I, I don't know maybe I won't you know what I mean yeah but I knew I was going to do border patrol it was better for them right it was money was yeah and that's my trigger this girl she she looked at me at, and and it's it's her at fucking five right that's what it was her at five was this very pure version of her right because all mm-hmm. kids grow up and they, they now they're just fucking they're just kids who dad who gives a fuck about dad i got i got friends and shit you know what i mean yeah but that five-year-old purity of her knowing she was gonna not see me for a few months because i was gonna be in a selection and she's bawling her eyes out and she with pure love it ate me alive dude it dude. ate me alive and that that memory i hold with me because i yeah. still think like should i have left you, you i drove for fucking probably 20 miles and like i'm turning around i'm turning around yeah. right because it's like you always want to know you made the a, right decision. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Well, you are where you are right now, man. I so. know. And that's, the, and that's the thing is you eat yourself up for dumb shit. And like, why? Yeah. Wait, your life's going to be whatever it is now. It's because it's what it's intended to be. Exactly. It's the weirdest fucking thing. It is weird. Yeah, man. Uh, that reminds me, though, of an exercise that one of the teachers does at our school. And the exercise is uh, the premise of it is that after you do what we call relaxation, it's kind of like meditate. It's meditative a little bit. It's yeah. kind of just like relieving tension from your body, kind of yeah. yoga-esque. Um, you kind of go into your headspace to create your own little world in your head. And um, she'll say something like, okay, I want you to think of the person in your life that you had the most conflict with. Mm-hmm. She'll say that and the, the face instantly pops in your mind. Yeah. Sometimes it goes through the shuffle because you're like, okay, oh, yeah. you got to oh, yeah. reach down sometimes no, I know. and it comes up. Yeah. And she says, okay, now I want you to think of a place where that conflict took place. Oh, and you think it. of it and it just, it just oh, yeah. inhabits your mind. Dude, it reminds me of Inception right now. Just yeah. thinking about it's it. Straight it's straight like up it's, Inception. Yeah. It's exact. That's precisely what it is. So she says, okay, I want you to go back to that time and I want you to, okay, now you're going to sit on the floor. You're going to feel what the floor feels like. You're going to see what time of day it is, what the weather was like. Oh, What's it. this? What's there? Who else is there? Who was there? And then she says, okay, now that person is outside or they're they're far away and they're calling your name they're wondering where you are now track uh, get mm. them in so you say they're you, in, their, in their mind you say their name you wave toward them you say i'm in here and they come and she says okay he's walking inside he or she walking inside they sit down in front of you and she says and now what you're gonna do or what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna say a sentence and then i want you to finish the sentence she says i want you to get close to this person in your yeah. mind because this is a very private conversation. I'll never forget when you, and you fill that blank. She says, I remember when, Yeah. I'll never forgive you for when. Yeah. And Fuck. she gets those, and it starts Here's out like Here's the crazy thing is, but you have to be able to be there. Oh yeah. Like I, for some, I'm there. You're talking and I'm there. Yeah. I'm there. And, and that's funny because Lee Strasberg, the father of, of, of method acting and partially of American acting, um, defined acting talent as authentic emotional uh, stimulation to imaginary stimuli. Yeah. So your ability to cultivate and have an authentic emotional reaction to something that actually isn't happening. Fuck, dude. What, what makes... What, why do you think... I, or What's the testament to you being a good actor? And and, and people don't know. I think you're brilliant. I think right. you're brilliant. I think some of the stuff you've done on. Tw- I told you like, dude, your Snapchats were dope. And you were like, what do you mean? I haven't done that in a while. I was like, bro, <laughs> I used to fucking look forward to your your small improvis- improvisations mm. of skits in certain movies. You did Batman at one <laughs> yeah. point. You know, you, that, you, yeah. you did several fucking characters. And every time you did, it, I'm like, fuck, he's good. Right, yeah. and that for me is like I gotta step up my game, man. I gotta. Hey, this guy's on it. Like, what's he on? Like, what is he learning this? Because I can't. I don't know if I can do that. Right. I've never yeah. tried to do it, but I don't know if I can because watching you, I'm thinking that's fucking brilliant, dude. And I also don't want to steal your shit. I think what you're doing is <laughs> yeah. right. You know what I mean? Because to me, 
the fact that you did it first is very, very important to me, right? Yeah. I think it's like that's beautiful, and that's yours, mm-hmm. and you're killing that. And, and, I'm, and I'm just waiting for it to, the next episode. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And that's what I told you. I was like, bro, I love it. Uh, and, and so, what do you? Th- what's the testament to you? Like, it's like, how do I know whether or not I'm a good actor, bro? Where or, did you? Where did you? Where do you think you're pulling this from? Because, fuck this class, dog. This class is one thing. That's yeah, that's, that's a, just a class. It's a catalyst. Yeah, it's a catalyst. You already had it. Man. Where did that come from? Like, so where does the talent come from? What do you think, it, like, it, dude? It's burning deep in you. Why, dude? Ah, oh, man. I mean, it's ah, oh, man. That is such a deep. I've never been asked that question before, but. I mean, I think a lot of it is from my parents because, you know, when you get to a certain age, you become your parents' friends. Yeah. If you have a good relationship with your parents, you become their boys. I'm there. You become their homie. Yeah. Um, And the more I talk to them about how they were when they were my age or when they were younger, Mm -hmm. dude, they were the exact same way. Yeah. They had a bunch of the different traits or my dad had a bunch of traits and my mom had a bunch of traits and then I was the melding. So it's weird, but it's also, I mean... Because I, when I get into the space, when I get into that acting space, I yeah. get extremely emotionally sensitive. Yeah. And everybody listening right now here is emotionally sensitive, and they think of that as a negative thing. Oh, bro. They think, oh, emotionally sensitive. No. That's something my wife gets. It's like, no, <laughs> no, it that's just means. super powerful. It's so powerful because it's like there's a nuclear it, it, uh, vision device in you. People don't get, like, they're watching shows and like, man, it's such a good show. Like, I don't think you've broken down how good the show oh, is. Dude. I don't think you've broken down what these people have done you can't on even screen. Really. Yeah, right. you can't, unless you're, you're not, you're not you really fathoming how important they have taken their job. Yeah. And created these characters to be so honest, so real that you feel it. You're screaming at TV like, no, you didn't just kill Obi and fucking Sons dude, of Anarchy. Oh, you see what I'm saying? Like, alert. <laughs> like, people, don't, people don't get that. People don't get yeah. that. Like, you know what they fucking did? They fooled you. They fucking fooled you to believe they were actually real and you had emotional connection to them. And you know what? It's fucking gorgeous that they were able to do that. Yeah. That's the and brilliance of it. And what they're feeling and what you're feeling is now real. Yeah. The emotion it's is real. real. The event is, is fiction, but the emotion is real. It's, it's almost like reading a book. It's a, yeah. <laughs> it's like watching a book. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's where it comes from. And I'll, I'll, I'll go into this because I, I thought you were asking how do I know if, no, when good. you're a good actor. Go for it. Um, so I think when you're, if you're good at anything, um, first I think there is a confidence that's built up in you. Yeah. So you think to yourself, okay, I think I, I think I'm good at this. And then moving forward from that, you have to understand, especially for us, because we have an audience, Yeah. we have to know what other people think. Yeah. But when it comes to that, you have to know whom you're asking. Who's going to give you the honest who's feedback. Who's going to give you the honest feedback. Who's going to give you the good feedback. Yeah. Accurate feedback. So like. When I did a play, I did a musical um, summer last year, and my parents came out to see it. And of course, my mom was like, "Oh, you know, Jack, you were the you were the you were the best one out there. It was great. great. Oh, Michal, you was that was amazing. Oh my god!" <laughs> and I and I okay, time out. That's my mom. Yeah, I came from her. Dude. Of course, anything I do, she's gonna yeah. say, "Oh, that's amazing. That was awesome. That was a beautiful poop. You did beautiful. Son. <laughs> yeah, like, what? that was the best shit that's ever been taken <laughs> in the history of mankind. Jack, you're the best. So I think okay. It's nice that she says yeah. that, but when it comes to professional talk, true criticism, yeah. I can't really get it from her because right. she's not an actor. She's not in the industry. Yeah. She doesn't know what she's looking at, really. She's yeah. looking at her son. However, that same night, Rob Reiner, the director of- um, I know exactly who that is. Yeah, right, the director of um, The Princess Bride. Yeah. He was there. He pulls me aside. I didn't even know who he was at yeah. the time. I had to get tell- told later. Yeah. He goes, hey, you know, I just want to let you know that you know, that was an outstanding performance. You had the smallest role. Um, but you know, you completely stole the show. You can still, yeah, that you, final you scene, can still the whole scene. You absolutely destroyed it. And that was amazing. And you know, thank you for that. That was awesome. And I was like, thank you. I really appreciate that's that. Like beautiful. that, that's awesome. And that's someone that has credibility. And I later on learned who that is. Yeah. And I was like, I can take it to the bank. Yeah. I'm pretty good at this. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, no, it's, it's, it's easy to see. Uh, I've, you know, me and you, we, we talk personally and we text mm-hmm. and, and I see some of your work and I'm always telling you like, Dude, it's fucking dope. It's dope. You know what I mean? And it's funny how. It's timing meets preparation, right? And you're yeah. you're completely prepared. That's and, luck. And, and I know the time. Yeah, exactly. Opportunity, timing, and preparation. Yeah. And so I, I know your time is coming here soon. 
Um, and speaking of time, we're, we're fucking at the end of this. We're going to have to do it round two, dude. This dude, is too hell yeah, easy. Of course. This was too this easy. This is awesome. Yeah. This is awesome. Dude, so real quick, I want to give a shout out to 818 Brewing. 818 Brewing, we're here in the San Fernando Valley drinking some 818 Brewing. Right now, we're drinking the Valhalla 818. And this is whiskey aged porter that was actually aged in Letzinger's whiskey barrels, which is fucking gorgeous. It tastes amazing. Doesn't it? Isn't it? It's, it's a dark oh, yeah. beer, but it's smooth. Super smooth. And it's, you can taste the, the whiskey tinge. It's on it. it too. There you go. So I, I love it. It accomplishes what it set out. So this is a pleasure. My boy owns this place, and they're going to be opening in uh, Cinco de Mayo uh, week. I think it's the Thursday, the Friday, and the Saturday. It will be open and available if you guys are in the San Fernando Valley area or local to this area. Come check it out. Give them a call. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook, and uh, you guys are going to see some fucking homegrown dudes making some fucking dope shit happen. Oh, yeah. But... This is a podcast for Jack Morillo, hey. Morillo, whatever one you're comfortable with. Yep. Jack, dude, this is your time, man. Go ahead and say whatever you got to say. Um, dude, plug everything, dude. Whatever you got going on, I hope the people that are listening are inspired by what you had to say because you know I am, and I would love for them to follow you and see the, the growth of what's going to happen with Jack. All right, everybody. So you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JackMorillo underscore. Um, this is for all the veterans out there who are wondering – uh, you know, what to do after you get out. What you have to do is you have to find a mission. You as a service member, whether you're Army, Air Force, Marines, Navy, whatever, you are tasked with a mission and that requires planning, that requires a team, that requires work and you set forth to accomplish that mission. So when you get out of the military, it's no different. You need to find a squad, you need to find like-minded individuals and you need to give yourself a mission, give yourself something to work for that you love and that you care about and that will bring fulfillment into your life and you won't be a wandering warrior. You won't be a Ronin sort of wandering the, the earth, wondering what it, what it is that you're here for. So you need to figure out what you love, figure out what, what fills your life with passion. And it can be anything. It can be, it can be your family. It can be acting. It can be riding your motorcycle. It can be building motorcycles. It can be being a brewer. It can be making paper. Whatever it is that brings you joy, you need to set forth and accomplish that mission. And then when you finish that mission, you need to find another one. You need to keep going because you're a warrior. You have that built in you and you were born with it. So you need to maintain that. Um, I've got a couple things coming up in the future, uh, possibly small role in a horror comedy nice. uh, for Universal. It's at this point, I'm going to be in the film. No fucking way. I'm going way. to be in the film. But the director is a long time family friend of mine. He was in film school when I was a tiny tot and he would take me on sets. Um, and he's working to get me a bigger role in it. Good. In fact, there's there's a, a big supporting role um, that he put me forth for. Good. And at this point, they were like, oh, you know, we're super interested for him to have the part, but we're going to consider getting a name instead. But they haven't finished casting the yeah. leads yet, and they haven't finished the script. A bunch of balls flying through the air. So at this point, if they decide not to pick up a big name because, you know, they only have so much budget, yeah. then it's mine. Awesome. Looking so forward to that. That's going to be happening pretty soon. Uh, I'm going to have some Vet TV content coming out. Yes, uh, Vet, TV. Vet TV is awesome. Donnie O'Malley and yep. the boys, they make some, some great stuff. I got to get Donnie up here on this podcast. Oh, dude, that would be hilarious. Yeah. That would be awesome. Um, other than that, follow me as I set forth on my journey. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just figuring it out day to day. <laughs> we I, all got, are. I got guys like Vince Rocco Vargas at my side, Sergio Bernal, Jeff Bosley. Um, I, I'm sure there are plenty of people that I'm not listing, but yeah. you know, find a squad, find a team, set forth, accomplish the mission. Fuck yeah, brother. All right. I appreciate it, dude. Seriously, it was a dude, good time. I loved being here. Can't wait Super for part easy. two. Super easy. Super easy. We're going to have to do it again. Oh, you know it. And these fucking beers are fucking hitting, Woo! and I'm fucking happy. Smoothing things out. You know? Love you guys, man. Thanks for everything, and uh, thank you for being patient with me. Adios. Um, yeah, we're out. I did it. I did it.